It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR-FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, March 3rd. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. After the California report, we'll take a detailed look at your weekend weather forecast and the new storm heading our way. At 3 p.m. today, KVMR broadcasts the Winter Storm Response Press Conference. We've got audio from that, and we'll hear an overview about power and safety and an update on how the county's doing from Brandon Sanders. He's with Pacific Gas and Electric's Sierra Division of Government Affairs. Then, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with Maria Moldar, who performs with her Red Hot Louisiana band on March 11th at the Miners Foundry. Moldar is known by many for her 1974 hit, Midnight at the Oasis. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. California National Guard personnel have arrived in the San Bernardino Mountains. They're there to help rescue residents who've been trapped in their homes for days by the recent heavy snowfall. Brian Ferguson is a spokesperson for the California Governor's Office of Emergency Services. These personnel are there to do direct life-saving activities. So going door to door, um, if needed, using aerial assets, helicopters to bring people out. It's really all about saving lives and bringing in more resources early to help the community in the days to come. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department is also using helicopters to deliver military-style ready-to-eat meals to people. In the mountain community of Crestline, the town's only grocery store was destroyed when the roof caved in from the snow's weight. On the positive side, all of the snow and rain have put a big dent in the state's drought conditions. According to new numbers from the U.S. Drought Monitor, 17% of the state is now officially out of a drought. An additional 34% is classified as abnormally dry, but not in a drought. Add those numbers up, and that means more than half of the state is, at least for now, not experiencing drought conditions. But a statewide drought emergency issued by Governor Newsom in October of 2021 still remains in place. In a tweet sent yesterday, Carla Nemeth, the state's director of water resources, wrote that it will take more than a single wet year to make up for three years of drought in the Golden State. A hunger strike at two California immigration detention centers is entering its third week. Advocacy groups say Immigration and Customs Enforcement is failing to properly consider the detainee's request to be released. KQED's immigration editor, Taiki Hendricks, reports. Fourteen days in, about half the 84 hunger strikers are still going without food, advocates say. They're protesting what they call inhumane conditions at two Kern County lockups, and dozens have filed petitions for release while their immigration cases proceed. Asim Mehta is an attorney with the Asian Law Caucus representing them. He says ICE is required to individually review release requests, but some, with hundreds of pages of evidence, were rejected within minutes. At bottom, they have a constitutional right to fair treatment and due process, and that right overrides any other consideration under the immigration laws. ICE officials declined to comment. For the California Report, I'm Taiki Hendricks. And an update to a story we brought you last week from LAist reporter Emily Elena Dugdale. It profiled grassroots efforts to get more books into the hands of incarcerated people in Los Angeles County jails. Well, this week, the LA County Board of Supervisors unanimously passed a motion directing the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department to improve the availability of books in the jail system. Supervisor Lindsay Horvath brought the motion to the board. We have the books 
Many people want to contribute. Even more people would love to do more if we just tell them where and how to do so. The Sheriff's Department has 90 days to report back to the board. In energy news, Pacific Gas and Electric has gotten the green light to keep operating California's last remaining commercial nuclear power plant beyond the year 2025. The Diablo Canyon nuclear plant in San Luis Obispo County had been slated for closure because of longtime safety concerns. But last year, state legislators passed a bill to keep the facility open until at least the year 2030. Lawmakers and Governor Newsom say the state needs Diablo Canyon to stay online to meet energy demands and to avoid power blackouts as California transitions to renewable energy sources. Some state agencies like the Public Utilities Commission and the Coastal Commission still have to sign off on the extension. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford HealthCare. Alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area, now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org Guideline. Their automated 401k plans can be set up in 20 minutes. More at Guideline.com CA. Guideline. The California way to 401k. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at schmidtfutures.com. And that is the California Report for Friday, March 3rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Let's take a look at today's local news. According to the Union of Grass Valley, creating more vehicle parking in downtown Grass Valley to offset the lost parking spaces on Mill Street due to the downtown streetscape improvement project may soon be a reality. If Grass Valley City Council members authorize the advertisement for bids to develop the city-owned lot at 309 Mill Street, 32 parking spaces will be created. Plans and specifications for the Mill Street Parking Lot Improvement Project are being finalized by the Engineering Division. At this time, the total project cost is estimated at around half a million dollars, according to City Engineer Bjorn P. Jones. The authorization for bids to develop more parking is one item on the consent agenda for a meeting that was canceled on Wednesday, March 1st, and has yet to be rescheduled. A lot of us are currently without power. That means those lucky enough to are firing up their generators. Many may be running theirs for several days at this point. The American Red Cross reminds everyone that the primary hazards to avoid when using a generator are carbon monoxide poisoning from the toxic engine exhaust, electrocution, and fire. It's pivotal that generators are kept dry and not used in wet conditions. With Thursday and today's sunny skies, snow is melting, creating slushy conditions. And don't forget to turn the generator off and let it cool down before refueling. Gasoline spilled on a hot engine could ignite. 
Also, be mindful of where you're storing your generator fuel. Fuel should never be kept in living areas or near a fuel-burning appliance such as a water heater in a garage. Now turning our attention to your forecast from the National Weather Service. Although today was dry and sunny, another strong winter storm moves into much of our listening area Saturday and hangs around into early next week. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 32 degrees. There's a slight chance of rain and snow after 4 a.m. with the possibility of winds as high as 21 miles per hour. Saturday, rain and snow throughout the day with heavy snow at times. Some thunder is also possible. The temperature will remain steady at around 35 degrees. Saturday will be breezy with winds as high as 29 miles per hour. New snow accumulation of 1 to 3 inches for Saturday afternoon. Rain and snow showers continue into Saturday night, becoming all snow after 7 p.m. The snow could be heavy at times. New snow accumulation of 8 to 12 inches is possible Saturday night. Expect a low around 30 degrees and winds up to 33 miles per hour. Sunday, snow throughout the day with times of heavy snowfall. Thunder is possible. A high near 37 degrees with winds up to 28 miles per hour. Sunday's chance of precipitation is 90%. New snow accumulation of 4 to 8 inches is possible Sunday afternoon. Sunday night sees a low around 29 degrees with possible thunder. New snow accumulation of 3 to 7 inches is possible Sunday night. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for this area, which remains in effect from 10 a.m. Saturday to 10 a.m. Monday. Heavy snow is expected throughout that time. For those above elevations of 3,000 feet, expect total snow accumulations of 1 to 5 feet. For those at elevations between 1,500 to 3,000 feet, expect total snow accumulations of 4 to 18 inches. Saturday afternoon through Sunday are expected to be the snowiest times. This weekend will be breezy with winds gusting as high as 55 miles per hour. This means the possibility of whiteout conditions and down trees and tree limbs, which can lead to more power outages. Travel will be very difficult to impossible with the potential for prolonged road closures. Additional snow accumulations are possible into Tuesday and Wednesday. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 17 degrees, 60% chance of snow after 4 a.m. New snow accumulation of less than 1 inch is possible. Saturday, snow with a high near 27 degrees. New snow accumulation of 7 to 11 inches is possible. Saturday night will see heavy snow with a low around 14 degrees. An additional 7 to 11 inches of snow is expected. Sunday, new snow accumulation of 3 to 5 inches with a high near 24 degrees. Winds up to 40 miles per hour. Sunday night sees a low around 11 degrees with an additional 1 to 3 inches of snow. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for the Truckee Tahoe region as well. It's in effect from 10 a.m. Saturday to 4 a.m. Monday. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 42 degrees. Saturday, rain mainly before 2 p.m. with a high near 53 degrees. Breezy with winds as high as 30 miles per hour. Saturday night, rain with a low around 40 degrees. Sunday, showers and thunderstorms with a high near 52. Sunday night will be mostly cloudy with a low around 38 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. At 3 p.m. today, KVMR broadcasts the Winter Storm Response Press Conference. In case you missed that, we have a clip about power and safety, 
and an update on how the county's doing from Brandon Sanders. He's with Pacific Gas and Electric Sierra Division of Government Affairs. I would like to note that every hour that goes by, PG&E is bringing customers back into service and will continue to do so until this winter series of winter storms abates and moves off. Uh, we are very proud of the work our crews are doing in the field, and I'm going to provide you with a few pieces of information that will hopefully give you some confidence in our efforts and uh, give you a little bit more uh, situational awareness around what we're doing. Currently in Nevada County, we have 27 line crews operating throughout the county on make safe and reconstruction efforts, 13 troublemen also doing make safe efforts and assessment work so that we can prepare job packages to bring customers back into service. Given the number of tree failures we've experienced, we have 28 vegetation management crews in the field alongside 26 vegetation management inspectors validating their work and making sure that it is safe for us to rebuild the system in the overhead. Additionally, we have a large cadre of engineering, clerical, and other programmatic support functions operating out of numerous offices throughout the division in support of our local community here. As of this afternoon, we have 479 damage locations in Nevada County to include down, down conductor, broken cross arms, poles, transformers and the like, almost entirely driven by tree failure, oftentimes outside of PG&E's right of way and or our authorized vegetation management prescription. Currently throughout the county, we have just about 10,000 customers remaining out of power. That represents a really good improvement from the onset of the weather. We are aggressively seeking restoration opportunities for the community and will continue to do so throughout this remaining uh, winter session here. I'd like to take a moment to talk about a few safety topics that are of the utmost importance, not only to you as our customers, but to our crews in the field. The first of those involves down power lines. Please never touch a down power line. It can result in serious injury or even death. Do not touch it. All 911 and PG&E first responders will mobilize to that location and render the location safe given access and other conditions. Additionally, for those that are using portable generators, which I know is many of you out there, it's very important that you operate those in a safe way. If it's incorrectly tied to your panel, it has the potential to backfeed into the circuit and potentially harm or kill our line workers in the field. So please be mindful of how you're operating portable generators. Ensure that they are a safe distance from the home with adequate ventilation and that they are properly connected to the devices they are powering. I can't stress enough, the improper use of portable generators is a risk to our personnel in the field and is not acceptable. So please be mindful of that. If you need direction on how to safely operate a portable generator, please visit pge.com slash backup power. Up ahead, KVMR's Felton Pruitt speaks with Maria Moldar. Moldar is known by many for her 1974 hit Midnight at the Oasis. Born in Greenwich Village, her musical career blossomed in 1960s New York City, where she rubbed elbows with Bob Dylan. In the summer of 74, Moldar opened for The Grateful Dead, eventually earning a role as backing vocalist. She brings her talent to Nevada City next week. Felton's got the details on her latest projects up ahead. We're talking with Maria Moldauer. She's going to be coming with her red-hot Louisiana band to the Miners Foundry on Saturday, March 11th, 8 p.m. show. We're all looking forward to seeing you back in our area, Maria. Well, we're looking forward to being there. We always have a good time when we come to your neck of the woods. Well, I've always had a good time any times uh, dancing on the dance floor in front of you and whatever band you bring. 
What are you bringing with the Red Hot Louisiana band? Well, it's, let's pronounce it right. It's Bluesiana. Kind of Blue- rhymes with Louisiana, but Bluesiana, which is a word I made up years ago to kind of describe the kind of New Orleans flavored blues, R&B, and swamp funk that I I love to play. And so it's a power trio that sounds like a four-piece. I've got my right and left-hand man for many years, Chris Burns, playing piano like Dr. John with his right hand and funky bass with his left hand. And then a wonderful drummer who's also a fabulous singer named Ronnie Smith. And my guitar player for a long time, Craig Kappel, also who has a fabulous singing voice. So we, uh, you know, we've been gigging a lot and we're looking forward to bringing this music to you guys. I'm also going to be aided vocally by two singing angels, Kimberly Bass and her friend Joan Michelle, who also used to live up there for a while, are both going to be warbling away in beautiful harmonies with us. Everybody ought to come on down. And I was asking you before we got on the air um, if the Foundry was a place where folks could dance. There's a giant dance floor and people will be boogieing, I'm sure. Okay, that's, that's great. Because, you know, we, of course, like every other band, had to go into dry dock during the, the pandemic. And so we just got so excited when things started opening up about a year ago. And it made us appreciate all the more the opportunity to get out there and play actual live music for actual live people. I never was a fan of the living room Zoom concert, you know. We're just so happy to be back in full swing on the road again. And the kind of place we're going to play up there in Nevada City is the very place that's turned out to be my favorite kind of place to play. So Everything we'll be bringing to Nevada City will be, it'll be funky, it'll be, a lot of it'll be danceable, and it'll all have a positive message. We're talking with Maria Muldaur. She's going to be coming to the Miners Foundry in Nevada City on Saturday, March 11th. And I imagine you'll be playing your latest video when you come there. You'll be singing it anyway. I'm vaccinated and I'm ready for love. Yeah, that's that's my latest single. It came out about a year ago, a little over a year ago when I got my second shot. I left the the place where they were, you know, doing the vaccinations and I got in the car and started to drive home and I felt this palpable rush of exhilaration and liberation just came over me and I just was overwhelmed with just I, I felt like a big dark cloud that had been hanging over all of our heads had been lifted off of mine. And I, I just, I rolled back the sunroof. It was a nice sunny spring day. And I just spontaneously started singing at the top of my lungs, vaccinated and I'm ready for love. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I just sang it all the way home. And then I, you know, went, got into my house and I kind of chuckled at myself and forgot about it. But the next day the song was still there. So I called up my uh, wonderful guitar player, Craig Kaffel. I said, I have the hook and I have the title. Help me, help me finish the song. So we got together and finished writing it and we recorded it and put a real fun video to it, which you can see on YouTube. And um, we started playing it as soon as we could, you know, go back to playing live gigs and people just love it. It kind of touches a, a feeling I think a lot of people have now that they're 
not in lockdown anymore. And, and uh, it's a great song to sing and it's fun to dance to. So we'll definitely in, be including that because there are still people that are, are still very hesitant about coming out, even though the, you know, the sort of pandemic emergency measures have been lifted just as of this week in some places. But um, we want to encouraging people to, to come out and don't stop hiding under the bed and come out and experience joy with your friends and neighbors and, and just have a good time. Well, another one of your recent songs, which would be appropriate for next week, would be Baby, It's Cold Outside, which you recorded with Taj Mahal recently. Ah, yes, yes, that, that, that old chestnut, that's yeah. a wonderful song. I recorded it years ago with Dr. John, but sadly, the those tapes are lost. I'd love to find them, but I was just honored to be invited to sing a duet with my dear old friend Taj Mahal. I've known him since 1962, so we go back a ways, and um, we've remained good friends all this time, and I love to make music with him. We've done duets on some of my vintage blues albums that I did some years ago, but we went in the studio and he had a fabulous jazz band of uh, some of the Bay Area's best jazz players. And we did that duet. It's, it's always fun to do. One of the other things I wanted to mention is Let's Get Happy Together, the album that you did with Tuba Skinny. Oh, God, yes. That was just the thrill of my life. I, I had learned about this band. I'd never heard of them before. And I heard their music playing in a store in Woodstock, New York, a few years ago. And I thought it was an, a, a, a local radio station playing, you know, an hour of vintage jazz music from the 20s and 30s. And the person in the store said, no, that's a CD. And she proceeded to tell me it's a young street band from New Orleans. And I wouldn't believe her because the music sounded so authentic and so out of that era of 20s and 30s and an era of music I've spent my lifetime singing and exploring. She had to show me the the album cover before I would believe her that it was just, you know, that it was a bunch of young kids and not an old 78, right? <laughs> yeah. And, um uh, and so I subsequently met them down in New Orleans when I was recording another album in 2019, an album paying tribute to Blue Lou Barker, the New Orleans blues woman who, who had originally written and recorded Don't You Feel My Leg, which is sort of a, a very popular song off of my first album. So anyway, I was down there recording that, and every chance I got, I would go hear them they just set up in the street and play and set out a basket and that's how they they do they now are headlining festivals all over the world but that's their main gig is just playing in different locations on, on the streets of new orleans and they are dedicated musicians who just they don't just play this music they're channeling it and so we got together and i had the opportunity to record this album with them, Let's Get Happy Together. And it, I just love the way it came out. It's all songs from the 20s and 30s and all very fun, uplifting music, as the title suggests. And uh, I was thrilled to recently learn it was voted Best Traditional Jazz Album of the Year in the New Orleans Best of the Beat Awards. So that meant a lot to me because they know this music down there. And so that was sort of like a 
a recognition from my peers, I would say. Well, we're all going to get together and be happy. On Saturday, March 11th, Maria Muldaur coming to the Miners Foundry here in Nevada City. Maria, it's always wonderful talking with you. This is the first interview we've done in 30 years, so we this is cool really? to catch up with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I mean, let's, let's not wait another 30 no. years. <laughs> well, we're looking oh forward goodness. to it. We are, too. Saturday, March 11th, Maria Muldaur at the Miners Foundry. Can't wait to see you, Maria. Likewise. And a quick programming note. Saturday at 8 o'clock, Maria Muldaur will join me to open up Dead Air. She'll be talking about playing with the Jerry Garcia Band and Jerry Garcia's music. That's our newscast for this Friday, March 3rd. Visit us online at kvmr.org and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also send your snowstorm pictures to social media at kvmr.org. A huge thanks to our generous listeners who help keep KVMR and local news on the air by donating and supporting us. We're the county's emergency broadcast station, and you can count on KVMR to update you when critical situations arise. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Stay safe out there.